Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It is the 14th day of May. I want to thank you for joining me as we are on our journey through the Gospel of Mark. Today we arrive at Mark chapter 9, verse 33. We are fresh on the heels of them hearing Jesus tell them that he was going to go and be killed and rise again the third day. They don't know what he's talking about. They're scared to ask him. We dealt with that fear yesterday on the podcast. And now they come to Capernaum. And Capernaum is the headquarters of Jesus. By all accounts in the Gospels, Capernaum is where Jesus lived as an adult. And even one gospel account talks about his house. So he lived in a house. Um, Some of the earliest church fathers believed that Jesus rented a room in the house of Peter. Um, I don't know. I've been to the house of Peter and the synagogue at Capernaum. The synagogue and the house of Peter are maybe 200 yards apart. And in fact, you guys remember that if you watched our PWM Goes to Israel this year, we showed that distance, not very far. There's a little fishing village on the coast of the Sea of Galilee. Lots of little houses crammed in together. Jesus lives there. Um, It's a good spot, not only um, because it is well populated and has a synagogue, but also it has easy on and off to the Sea of Galilee and you can make your way down the coast and head towards Jerusalem. So pretty good spot for obvious reasons. It was a crossroads spot. Roads come in from both directions. Road from the west, roads from the north and south along the coast. He comes to Capernaum in verse 33. When he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the way? So Jesus knows they've been sort of discussing something among themselves. He wants to get to the bottom of it. Not because, I don't think this is an indication that he's nosy. I think he knows that there's a little bit of angst amongst his disciples. And remember, he just told them he's he's about to die and raise again. So the angst is understandable. But they didn't even comment to him on anything. When he said, I'm going to die and raise in three days, they didn't say a word. Well... You would think the people you're spending your life with would want some more information. So then when he sees them sort of talking amongst themselves, he comes over and says, what are you guys talking about? Because I think he wants to alleviate their fears. He wants to calm them. He wants to give them a revelation of what he's about to do. But lo and behold, what are they talking about? Verse 34, but they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. (laughs) So... They go quiet because they're embarrassed. I mean, here's a scenario where Jesus just told them, I'm going to be killed. I'm going to raise again in three days. They go dead quiet because they're trying to process that information. They don't understand it. They're scared to ask him. And then as they travel to Capernaum, he, they're passing through Galilee. And we don't know exactly where they are in Galilee. In whatever direction they're heading, they're heading towards Capernaum. And so it's a walk of some distance. They don't even ask about this death and resurrection thing, but they start talking amongst themselves. He leaves them alone. When he confronts them about what they're talking about, they go quiet again. So we know that they feel probably the way we would feel in that moment. Like, um, I don't know if I want to tell you what we were talking about. And when they finally... We don't even... 
according to this text, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try to read anything into it. I think we make a mistake. I make a mistake a lot of times, and I'll make an assumption that I that that I think is there, but maybe isn't. So let's just read it word for word. But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. So they don't tell him this. They don't say, well, we were talking about who was the greatest. He discerns it. He probably also heard them actually saying it on the road. But in classic style, Jesus wants them to admit it because that's important. Because by admitting something, you own it. They don't. He then says to them in verse 35, he sat down, called the 12, and said to them, whoever wants to be the first must be last of all and servant of all. So they've been arguing about who's the greatest. Jesus is now going to give them the path to greatness according to the kingdom. He says, if you want to be first, then you are going to have to be the last. And not only are you going to be last, he then sort of doubles down on it. You're going to have to serve everyone in front of you. So the character of the kingdom is the voluntary laying down of pride and self and attention. We are currently in a society that is very focused on the visual, the physical, everyone wanting to get their 15 minutes of fame, the digital world has made it to where you can have a footprint with nothing to say. And people will respond in real time. And people crave it. It's a dopamine hit. It's very difficult, maybe more now than ever, to lay down the need to be seen and lay down the need to be heard and understood. Maybe as much as anything Jesus ever teaches in his earthly ministry this is the one that needs reimagined, re reinstituted, taken serious by the modern church. That if you want to be first, you're going to have to be last. But we've built a ministry model on being first, being best, being biggest, being strongest, being most wealthy, most powerful, most visual, most visible. And we do it thinking that it brings glory to the kingdom. However, the disciples are confronted with their thoughts of what it means to be great. And what Jesus says is the first got to be last. But not only that, we take a posture of servanthood from our position of last. So we're not just coming in last. We're serving the people ahead of us. It's one thing to say, look, you got to go last. It's another thing to say, you go last and you serve everybody in front of you before you go last. And to do it not just as a like, I'm feeding people at Thanksgiving, but as a way of conducting yourself in the world, well, that, that becomes something pretty extraordinary. Now, Tomorrow, I want to show you where Jesus then, or I'm sorry, not tomorrow. Let me, I'll, I'll, let me explain. The next time we do this, we're going to talk about where Jesus gives a visual illustration about this very principle. But it's not going to be tomorrow, and here's why. Remember our old classic out and back podcasts where I would put my, my lapel mic on and talk to you as I drove to the airport to go on a trip, and then... The next day, 
I put the mic on and reported on it. It would be like five days in real time, but it would be one day for you. We're going to do an out and back. I'll explain tomorrow and Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it because there's just some stuff I want to talk to you about. And then we'll come back in a few days and jump back into Mark. See you tomorrow. God bless.